With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A Scottish football podcast that isn't obsessed with just two teams, niche nonsense, or surprisingly brilliant. You decide. The Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. The cult Scottish football podcast now adapted into a hit TV show. Search the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast on your chosen podcast player now. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I'm Boyd Hilton. It's sometime around um, seven o'clock and it looks like Thomas Partey is winging his way in a plane over to London, having had a medical in Spain, and that we're going to sign him um, for the 45 million release clause. And it's all very exciting. Um, no confirmation yet. And so if this doesn't happen, then apologies. But at the moment, it's looking like it's going to happen. Obviously, it's a complete coincidence that it's happening now as we're doing this podcast, because we always do it on a Monday pretty much at seven anyway. But it's beautifully timed. And I have got Sky Sports News going on in the background um, fully and monitoring the situation. Should that be finalised? Should he touch down and sign the contract placed in his hand? at any point by presumably Edu or someone. But we're still in that exciting situation where there's live transfer day, final day action, which is good. We've also got Josh, Josh Landy is here. Psychic, psychic Josh is looking resplendent. Um, and he's got some Thank very you. exciting Arsene Wenger related news that I won't spoil at this point. We'll, we'll discuss that later and discuss Arsene Wenger's um, interviews he's done about his book coming up soon. And we have actor, singer, presenter, comedian, impressionist, and star of not only Celebrity Karaoke Club on ITV2, but also the long-awaited revival of Spitting Image on BritBox, Luke Kempner. Welcome, Luke. Good, good to yeah. be back. Arsenal playing well. You know, it's all good. Yeah. Life's good. It's, it's beautiful. There was a launch on Friday yeah. um, in, uh, in central London of, of the show, Spitting Image, with, lo- with all the big TV critics and TV journalists. Yes, yes. Like me. Invited yeah. to go along. Tragically, I couldn't make it, and I have to apologise because the uh, the um the lovely publicist emailed me the day before saying, oh, "Are you coming to this bloody launch or not?" And, yeah, I, and yeah, I, yeah. every Friday, I record my other podcast, my pilot team uh, podcast, so I couldn't make it. Of course, I thought when I said I could make it, should immediately go. We'll reschedule the, the launch. We'll put it on a little bit later. <laughs> I mean, I said to get to if town. Boyd's not going to be there, then I'm not going to yeah. be there. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck? But 
having I know lots of people who did go who thought it was really good and had a really good time and said it was great. And um and I've watched the first episode, which is on Britain, and it is very good. Which um, ones did you do? So I'm and my big ones in episode one was Dominic Wab. So I do lots of Dominic Wab and I do a fun thing with um Kawab tea where he does a <laughs> yeah, sort of uh, yeah. uh, vlog. Uh, I do him. I do a bit of Nat, Nick Han- uh, Matt Hancock, not Nick Hancock, Matt Hancock, um, who's going to have more this week. But his was quite funny. I bet hiding, he is. hiding behind yeah, after, plants after the fifteen thousand missing uh, <laughs> yeah cases so, of COVID. And then I did a lot of voices in the Jacinda Arden song, um, uh, like playing some various New Zealand singers and characters. Uh, and I think that's about it for episode one. But then, like, I'm doing Piers Morgan, so you'll hear a lot more of Piers as the time goes on. I got to, got to chat to Piers on Good Morning Britain the other yeah. day. And he was very yeah, happy with that. his grotesque puppet. Um, and I'm doing Jurgen Klopp as well. You know, it might be a little bit more of him this week. Yeah, <laughs> and then, um, and actually, Emmanuel Macron, you'll find that basically sounds a little bit like Arsene. So uh, <laughs> you'll find there's, uh, there's more Macron. There's basically a little bit of Arsene slipped in. Nice, nice. And the Arsene Wenger book is out soon, as I'm sure you know. Which and you're going to, I know you're going to the kind of launch chat yes, about it. Yes, at the, at the Palladium. So yeah, I think I think when the Arsene Wenger book launch starts, he's on Graham Norton on Friday week. Which I revealed on Twitter I had a big I had a viral. He's on with Dawn French yes. and Samuel L. Jackson. Amazing. Yeah, what a lineup! I, I think I That's assume Jackson. Yeah, I assume Jackson's going to be on a video on Zoom. Oh right, okay. I assume. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, okay. it's possible we'll be in the studio, but they had a mix on Friday in the studio, and we'll definitely be on with Dawn French. Which I, even that alone, I like. I, and what the fuck is Graham Norton going to ask him as well? I'm fascinated by that. Oh, he's going to be exceptional. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. And we've already had a couple of interviews with him. There was an interview with him in the Times, um, and one I think in um, in Lequipe or somewhere like that. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And in the Times interview, the most interesting thing about the in the Times interview was we'll get to the Arsenal games that happened in the last in the in recent <laughs> yesterday. And but I wanted to mention this before I forget. Did you read this? Did you? I'm not. Did you read this, Luke? No, I've interview? not read read it. No. He thought he talks about God, no less. Wow. He says, I still have religious... Dennis Burkamp. <laughs> yeah, him, God, and the other one. <laughs> and the okay. Judeo-Christian... Um, right, entity, right, okay. The yeah. all-seeing, all-powerful one. Um, second... No, I'm not going to say that. Yeah, well, yeah. People. Oh, I don't care. Second is Dennis Burkamp. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The complaints says, are rolling. <laughs> yeah. I still like to go to church. It's a place where you can concentrate. He goes to mass. He watches mass, mass on television. I cannot say I'm a practicing Catholic... God has a huge strength. You cannot prove that he doesn't exist. On the other hand, you cannot prove he exists. I mean, it doesn't get much more existential, philosophical than that, does it? In the middle of a fucking launch of his autobiography about managing Arsenal. I love that his book is going to be is a complete Christian rant. (laughs) That's what it's going to be. (laughs) There's been nothing about Arsenal. Um, Well, you know, but to be fair, like his statement, as always with Wenger, he makes a very good point. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. Um, Josh, now, Boyd, I, ha- I have to come in here because there was something else mentioned in these uh, interviews, wasn't there, about his his walking and running? Yes, that he does in this yeah, local does. area. Yeah, and I was out on uh, on the weekends in the in the local nature reserve, very close to my house. And I was with my wife, who who is now five months pregnant, and we were walking up. What well, I'd say is fairly. 
Thank you, Luke. We were, you know, on what is fairly up uphill terrain, I would say. And there's no one near us. We haven't seen anyone for minutes. And and a long way behind us, we can see someone at almost the bottom of not quite a hill, but not far off. And it's been wet and it's it's hard underneath. And this guy looks a bit old and he gets nearer and nearer. And it was Wenger. And I have uh-huh. never been so excited oh to God. have him. And because he was moving quite slowly, but if I'm moving like that at 70, I'll be delighted. Yeah. There was like, even though we were walking, we were sort of at pace with him for a good few meters. And I'm like mouthing to Ro- like Rosie, it's Wenger. But I didn't, <gasps> oh my God, that's amazing. I, I was in my wellies, genuinely in wellies, because it'd been raining that much and it's that muddy on this route. And I just thought, I don't know, do I go running with him? And I, in the end, I obviously just did nothing. I did nothing. Oh, what? I, yeah, I, I was sort of a bit starstruck. Oh, you've got you go, Josh. I'd have gone up and said, I love you. I love yeah. you. And then I'd have been, I'd have shake it. I, well, I mean, you, as you well know, I've met him, you know, a couple of times before. And I'd say, remember when we met before? And he said, no, I do not remember. And I'm trying to walk on my own. Thank you. Uh, but I think I think I'd have to have said something like I once saw Thierry Henry and uh, Gilberto Silva having lunch in a Soho house. And uh, and my wife was like, you cannot go over. Like, it's one of the rules of the place yes. that you're not allowed yeah, to go. Yeah, that's the whole point of Soho. But, uh, and I was sitting there going, I know, but I always said if I see Thierry Henry, I've got to go. And I didn't go and say hello. But the fact I just stared at him for 10 minutes was 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 quite exciting. I've got a 70 and and running on this trial was it was amazing to, oh he was uh, running he was running so well. yeah he was running i've just oh, fought, fair uh, enough yeah um he was running at you know not a fast pace but you know at a pace where uh, in wellies it would have looked really strange if i was trying to go <laughs> alongside him uh, <laughs> yeah. and also i thought he might be a bit worried for his safety there's no one else around <laughs> so i just left him uh, josh your tactical it. error here, you had a brilliant way in, which was your, your pregnant wife. If you've got, you know, if you're alongside a pregnant woman, you he, he can't ignore you. He can't be rude to you. You can't be rude with a pregnant woman in, in tow. And so you could have had a major interaction with him and you missed out. Oh, what, what I should have done is she should have sc- screamed in pain or something. Yeah. So that he would have felt obliged and I would have gone, I haven't got a phone. I haven't got a phone or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, could have got yeah. his yeah, phone yeah. out. Then would have got him to bring a family member. So I'd have had his mobile. That would have been a clever oh, idea. That... Yes. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. if that happens again. Yeah. But presumably uh, he, goes, he goes running there regularly. I think so. But it would feel weird yeah. if I go hang out, oh, wow. especially in this weather, in the, in the rain and the cold outside, hoping he's going to come by. Well, it wouldn't be weird at all. Um, I also wanted, funnily enough, the other thing I wanted to mention before we talk about the other more topical things is, did you see, I don't know if you saw on Twitter, someone tweeted, but Nicholas Bentner's got a book out as well. Oh, yeah, I've read some of this. Yeah, the Arsenal legend, second yeah. only to Dennis Bergkamp and Arsene Wenger. Yeah. Um, his book is called Both Sides. Explosive. <laughs> described as explosive. Both but there's sides. a brilliant bit of it where he talks about his um his funnily enough his transfer day negotiation with Arsene Wenger and where he wanted to leave yeah. Arsenal Wenger wouldn't let him and this is the deal dialogue I'm a, this is uh, so Arsene says Wenger says I'm afraid your transfer isn't going to happen we've not been able to buy the striker we needed so you're our backup that's your job for next year um I hang up I look at my agent who shrugs his shoulders then I call back and I say a bunch of pretty ugly disrespectful stuff like Arsehole and wanker. These are asterisks, by the way, but they're clearly arsehole and wanker. So he's calling Wenger an arsehole and wanker, first of all. Um, 
Then he says to, to Arsene Wenger, we can't stand each other anymore, I say, ending my tirade. It'll be best if we parted ways. Wenger says, well, OK, that's quite possible. But it's not going to happen. See you at training. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's exceptional. It's exceptional, exceptional from Wenger. He's literally slammed him. He slammed Ben. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's brilliant, isn't it? I'm just going to... Now, I, I let my dog, dog out, and now I need yeah. to shut the door, which is now <laughs> wide open. But the dog is back in. Listen, this is podcast. Yeah. It's a new normal, yeah? yeah? New normal. Totally. Yeah. This is the uh, the new normal that we're uh, we're all enjoying. Now, Boyd, have, what have you been doing during transfer deadline day today? Have you been able to concentrate on any work? Um, annoyingly, I had to write quite a long article um, this morning, as it, kind of as it was all happening. But I have had. Do you know what I've had? I've had. It's funny. I was going to mention this. I've had Sky Sports News, which, which has had deadline day all day, obviously. And I've, but it's really slow. They're much too slow on Sky Sports News. I don't want to not offend anyone. Very said dog. Oh, he's, oh, he's cute, isn't he? He is. He's very cute. It's annoying, yeah. but cute. Adorable. Adorable. Right. Sorry about that. I'm just, talk, I'm just complaining about Sky Sports News transfer deadline day coverage. Oh, um, yeah. It's very slow because so in this day and age, like I think years ago, you know, you know, I remember watching when you're watching ten years ago before Twitter and all this. You genuinely, it was thrilling because you, you were relying on them to show you and all the people outside the ground yeah, the big and all purple that dildo. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> harry Redknapp winding the window oh, down. All those, God, those yeah. are the days yeah he's by the way he's on live of course now. he is yeah we're gonna try um, and sign nico cranky oh you know we hope we can get him over the line we'll see we you know jermaine defoe is going to come and play he's 41 but you know we're excited you know <laughs> <laughs> he's on with jamie he's on oh, with jamie now that's good that's yeah, really Double effort. Anyway, but it, now you see stuff like so when it early on Twitter it broke um, that Thomas Partey was back on because yesterday everyone was saying it's over for OR and Partey who've been our two big like targets clearly the whole yeah. since the summer perhaps even earlier and um, everyone last night everyone was going oh, it's over it's not going to happen AOR does, doesn't want to come Partey we haven't can't afford it blah 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 and then today all of a sudden earlier this morning. Um, uh, it was, it was someone's, I can't remember which journalist was actually. Can you remember? Charles uh, Watts. Wasn't it? it was Charles Watts. Thank you. Charles well, it's funny because I actually, I text James McNicholas Gunnerblog and said, yeah. uh, I was like, you know, is, uh, what any news on party? And, uh, he just went, nah, nothing's going to happen. Um, <laughs> maybe some players out. Uh, but very much doubt it. And then 10 minutes later was when all the stuff had come through. Right. And right. Uh, and then uh, he just replied, he goes, well, things, you know, things change very quickly. But um, but yeah, just yeah. like mad. It's it's all happening now. It's all happening. So yeah, so he got, he, Charles, you're right, Charles Watts got, got the story first, which is brilliant for him. And, um, but we have to say, A.F. Camden, who, regular guest on this show, um, he kept saying all weekends that something was going to happen. And he right, it flew in the face of everyone one and mm -hmm. I, this morning i said to, i tweeted him saying do you still optimistic and he's like yep yeah, i still think he said if we're not gonna finally push parte over the edge or whatever it will right, be yeah. completely unbelievable and he's been and it looks like he's right we, ha we haven't got the video announcement footage yet oh yeah which i you know i like to hold back until Hashtag we get party that. time or something Hashtag party like time, that, yeah. exactly. but it's looking pretty likely now isn't it well, but so, isn't it this afc bell or something because i saw that going around but he predicted it back in um august right. yeah. that it was going to happen on deadline day yeah so That's maybe incredible. this is all i mean people in the know we're not in the know guys itk that is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
But AF Camden is 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 a proper. I have to give him respect because I was starting to very much doubt um, the the veracity of his of his claims. But I'll, let's talk about this whole thing. Deadline day is that you know party. Everyone, I think we get you get transfers are weird, aren't they? Like you 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 hear the story from everyone that we're interested in a player. And this is a classic example, party and AOR to some extent as well. It goes on for months and months and months. You finally get him, apparently on deadline day, for quite a lot of money, by the way, which again, backs up my obsessive theory that in the end, because we've just, at the moment, we're just getting, getting um, uh, you know, player off on loan. Um, and, you know, we're, we're still, we are spending 45 million on this player, which mm. money we've barely got. So in the end, you and... can push it through and go on, Josh. But what seems to be interesting here is obviously we talk about Nicola Pepe, don't we, about, you know, that being staggered over five years. I mean, the understanding here from what I read, I don't know if you read it differently, yeah, is it, this it. is one lump sum. Right. And that yeah. is incredible. That, that is, a, yeah. a, you know, a, yeah. a real Magic money tree. Magic money sign tree. of intent. Yeah. 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 Um, but my question is, A, to, 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 who knows how good party is? <laughs> who has studied him? Yeah. And no B... Idea. I mean, he, what we do, he's a, cent, he's a central midfielder. He's described as a defensive central midfielder. He's not the creative. He, AOR was the creative one that a lot of yeah, people were yeah. craving. He's not that. But what I do, you know, he, he's, he's, play, he's played against Arsenal. We have seen him. And I was reading up on him, you know, throughout the day. And he seems to be a player who can spray it around, intercept, incredibly accurate passing, but also tackle properly. He so kind he, of seems to be a bit of an all-round, in, in, in theory, Vieira-type player. And I'm and using then when that you name. Look at, when you look at um, how much Arteta uh, has been playing El Nenny, and, mm. and I think El Nenny's done really well, but it's like looks like Partey is, is a big upgrade on El Nenny, and it will slot into that position there. And obviously, they've got so many games, because, you know, Jacques, I can't believe Xhaka didn't start a game for once. But, you know, Xhaka will come come in and out. Sabahis, I think, has been looking like a Real Madrid player. Um, and, you know, I think... It, I, I know we're going to get onto the game, but you know, looking at uh, Willian in that central position, Bamiang in the central position, and then we got sick wingers on the right and the left, and it, and it is starting to, you know, I think it's it's an important signing. Yeah, definitely, Josh. What what do you think? Because are you are you, there? I'm out. I'm still seeing some. There was a lot of the first thing in the morning when Arsenal fans were being um, typically furious about the fact that we seemingly weren't going to sign either of these players, and um, some of the older heads, shall we say, uh, were, were were treating that with some disdain. I think I think there's a whole there's a whole tranche, isn't there? If I can use that word, of football fans and not Arsenal fans. Same as that, every single club football fandom, and this is going to sound very patronising, but I think it's true. Young football fans on social media Thank clamoring you. for signings and getting really angry when the signing that in theory they were going for doesn't happen, even mm. though there was never any official confirmation of yeah. course by anyone is the thing now. And almost like ranking being absolutely furious about it when signings don't happen is, a, is, is, is incredible. It's, it's such a thing now. Um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled if we're getting this one player on top of the squad that we've got at the moment. But I think I was sort of getting myself to a point of 
if we don't sign anyone, because it very much looked like we weren't going to sign anyone, of just going, well, you know, we signed a load of players at the beginning of last season and it was all very exciting. We got Tierney, we got Pepe, and it was like, oh my God, well, here we go. But Emery was in charge. And I think in the same way, the other yeah. way, that it's like if we didn't get any any players, then it's still Arteta in charge, which is still great. And, you know, he's improving every single player we have. So it wouldn't have been an end, end of the world if we'd not got a party. And Gabriel's looked really, really good. Um, and hopefully, like, maybe Saliba or... or, or will come in as well this year. So, you know, I think, um, I don't think it would be the end of the world, but it looks like it's a positive thing, but we'll just have to wait and see. There's loads, loads of teams of signed players that, that just take a lot of time. And I think people need to, to chill, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but to address the creativity thing, because people are going to say, I can, uh, or, as I say, already people are saying, this is what I meant to say just now. I didn't actually end up saying it. It's that people are going, well, AOR was the one we needed because he's the creative one. And that's mm-hmm. what we're lacking. But as you were alluding to, um, in that, in Luke, in in the game yesterday, um, we at, we ended up when he changed the formation mm. when he put Aubameyang central and Pepe came on. We ended up with Pepe, Aubameyang, Saka, uh, being creative being and William behind. Pepe. Yeah. yeah, William behind. William yeah. behind. William who yeah. hadn't had a good game up until then, I think. Mm. You know, mm. um, that game, by the way, I think was a great, great for Pepe in every single way. Yeah, and this yeah, is what yeah. it's what I've been hoping for. To to you know, it's almost great that he didn't pick him to start with. He came on as a sub, had an instant impact. Yeah, scored a brilliant goal. Um, had a huge amount. Of, I just think he is the creative player. He is, and I think Saka as well. I think if you yeah. if, if um, Arteta works out a way of keeping both of those in the team. You know, in like they should both be first names on his team sheet. And well, I, I tweeted that over the weekend about Pepe, and I wasn't, I wasn't joking. I think he's so important to us as a creative outlet. And I, I think you know, you, you, I just think there is. I know Lacazette scored uh, three and three, but I think mm. the way Lacazette played for the rest of that Liverpool game, the way he played the other day, um, sorry, the way uh, Eddie Nketiah played the other day, I just don't think there is any. Any other form, uh, formation or any other position that Aubameyang can play than than up front. And I've tried to be the sort of, oh, no, mate, no, he works one and he still scores off the left. And it's like you can't be giving those chances to anyone other than Aubameyang. And he and his movement is so good. And, and so for me, it's like that's the only way you get Saka in that team is having Aubameyang in the middle and and and, and with Pepe on the right, William behind him. And that that's a, a brilliant front four. It's exciting, isn't it? Josh, I mean, I've been one of those people who've totally defended Aubameyang out, out wide. I mean, purely because we've kind of got through a lot of games in the end, winning or certainly not losing with, with, in that, you know, we've had this, we've had this situation for months, haven't we? Um, and it, and it's kind of, you know, it's been, it's been okay, but we did, it, there was an extra level of excitement, wasn't there, when he, when he went central yesterday? Yeah, it, it was the obvious change, wasn't it? That was going to have to be made in terms of the game. And you thought if we're going to come on and win it, he was going to, you know, probably uh, reach for Pepe ahead ahead of Lacazette to come off the bench just to be able to put Aubameyang through the middle. The, the creativity question that you mentioned before was undoubtedly what fans sitting there at halftime would have been talking about yesterday because that first half possibly had yeah. as- aspects of Emery times of of, mm. of of lack mm. but with a difference that we weren't having loads of um shots on our goal but with a potential lack of creativity a bit of bluntness with party coming I, you know clearly you know arsenal fans would always be on at this fifth what are we 15 years since vieira uh, left us on this are we finally placing patrick vieira but from Again, I can't sit and pretend I'm an expert and have watched him play any more than the occasional sort of Champions League game. But 
here is in a player who who undoubtedly goes walks straight into our team. Luke's highlighted the point of El Nenny getting opportunities. I think it's great, and he obviously has a role to play in the squad. But um, it would be a bit of a surprise if his sort of Arsenal exile sort of came back into him being a regular member of a starting eleven. You know, Lucas Torreira is presumably going the other way in the next couple of hours on a on a loan with a view to a move. It seems a pretty clear upgrade on on Torreira, um, which even though his Arsenal career started so brightly, hasn't been for for almost a year really hasn't been on sort of the level that perhaps it it was hoped it would be. So that's just exciting, isn't it? To know here we are signing a guy that's going to go straight into our team, really experienced. This isn't like a Saliba, a 19-year-old out of the French League. Um, here is an experienced international who's played for the third best team in Spain. He's got international experience. So I'm excited about it. And I think you're right, Boyd. You know, with that, with the right front three, there's enough creativity um, that's going on there. And I was just listening to a few of the journalists, the foreign football journalists on the radio earlier, saying, well, don't underestimate, you know, parties ability to to be to spray a ball to to be a bit creative you know don't write him off purely as a you know uh, as a as a tackler and and to do the simple stuff so yeah i'm pretty excited i think you're right though once people get into this buzzword of oh and it you know it, it trends on twitter and and then like it got so public didn't it because you had the president of yeah. coming out and talking about it so when that yeah. does happen fans are naturally going to be um, more frustrated, but who knows how many other things like that went on this summer? We just didn't have the president talking about it. I mean, I definitely tweeted Oar and said, "Come to join Arsenal, please." <laughs> so, <laughs> so that way, not. That way, yeah, I know. He really yeah, hates being image. Furious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's known for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the weird thing about it's funny, isn't it? Because the weird thing about um, the Torreira for for a start, it suddenly struck me that's been a really weird situation with him for me. Like, because I thought he was really good to start with. I thought he made a quite an instant impact. And I remember banging on about how good he was on this fucking podcast for a start, you know, in his first few weeks slash months at Arsenal. And I've always really liked him. And I thought I, I was I, I thought he was the future of our midfield. No, I was never that keen on Guendouzi. I always thought Guendouzi was a bit ramshackle all over the place. But Torreira seemed to be a big upgrade to our midfield when he signed. And now clearly Arteta completely doesn't, didn't fancy him at all, obviously. And we're now. I, I just. It's just weird, isn't it, when you think about it, that, that, that how that that just didn't work, and it, it looked so good initially. Well, the, well, there were so many reports of him being homesick, and maybe, right. maybe yeah. there is a lot more truth behind that. And because it's not like he doesn't, he doesn't not, he doesn't not seem like an Arteta play. You know, he works really hard, yeah. gives everything on the pitch, and um, and yeah, he was. He was brilliant at the start and got forward. And then, but yeah, it's just, maybe he was, I mind you, if he's homesick, I don't know why he's going to Spain. <laughs> so I don't know, but um, yeah. 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 I mean, he is tiny, isn't he, Torreira? And then in that, yeah. he, he was a slight anomaly, a slight, literally a slight anomaly yeah, yeah, yeah. in that he was a tiny little guy who had no, obviously very little physical. I mean, this uh, party seems to be a much more physical presence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you know, so I think that, and I think that kind of athleticism is kind of is, is what we always we particularly Arsenal need, I think, in players, because for a long time we didn't have that. But I also think uh, even though it's described as defensive, not particularly creative, I think in La Liga defensive kind of is that they're all technically good, aren't they? Those players mm -hmm. like you don't you don't play it, as you said, Josh, for one of the one of the better teams in Spain in La Liga and not be technically proficient, even if you're ostensibly a defensive player, especially for Simeone. As yeah, well. of course. Of course. 
Yeah, and, and, so, and here is a guy that also didn't miss many games last year. I think he he played all but three of the La Liga games. So you know, an, a real regular, you know, and uh, that's got to be encouraging as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, um, it's now at seven thirty-five, and he hasn't signed yet. But I mean, if this goes out, this by the time this podcast goes out, like tomorrow slash Wednesday, if if something's gone wrong in this signing, <laughs> listening, yeah, uh, don't blame me. But right now. I mean, it would be, frankly, ridiculous if we don't sign him. Carry on, Josh. It's funny you're talking there, Boyd, aren't you, about Lucas Torreira's not fall from grace, that's probably exaggerating it, but fall from being a certain starter and being so um, wonderfully received in those early months. You know, probably so too Guendouzi. You know, his yeah. fall from grace is uh, is huge. You know, here was someone who was seemingly quite quite liked by the manager and, and was being selected you know, arguably ahead of a established international like a Lucas Torreira. And this is another sign, isn't it, that we've got a completely ruthless manager who isn't going to put up with it. And um, that moment at Brighton will be, well, it, it seems unlikely that his Arsenal career would be resurrected after this loan move, but could be the end of him, really. And also, he's, his few of his tweets are a bit, uh, I saw Gwen Doozy's tweets a bit, a bit, a bit, um, bit snidey <laughs> back. Sort of like people go, like, you know, he quote tweeted someone going, going to miss you, going to nice to see you smiling and playing again. And, it, you know, his reply was like, yeah, wink face. Like, and there was another one yeah. where it's sort of like, it's just going to be good to be playing again and stuff, you know. And it's like, well, mm. you know, I'd really trust our t- I don't know what's gone on there, but it's like, I'd say that if you're on board, then your Arteta will play you. And he was playing him. And if you're going to be a little shit, <laughs> then you're going to be kicked yeah. out of the team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's clearly a little shit element to him, isn't there? Mm, I think that. Mm. I mean, you, you see that on the pitch. We saw that yeah, on the pitch, yeah, as you yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. We saw that in his in his in his social media. Yeah, I, I'm I'm absolutely. He's exactly the player we should. People are complaining again about the sheer numbers because we are light in midfield. We're very light in central midfield, and we're getting rid of two Torreira and Guendouzi. It plays in that position. Yet we've got about a dozen centre backs mm. um, or people who can play at centre back. So that. And that, there is a truth to that, but when it comes down to like the player that we can reasonably get rid of in, in quotes and get some kind and, and get off our books, Torreira and Guendouzi seems very sensible to me. I mean, Torreira, I, I would be perfectly happy if he stayed, but if that's yeah, going to enable yeah. us to get a better version of him in party, then fine, fine. But the, the squad is still unbalanced, but I, I don't know if, you know, it's just the, the way the situation we've got into, isn't it, Josh? Uh, it, it is slightly. I mean, also today, the two that got into, you know, fighting off the robbers, you know, Kalazinac doesn't look yeah. like he's leaving, leaving oh, the yeah. club with it. has been so going. much talk, yeah. supposed to be going, look like it's done. And then the, if we believe yeah. the same Twitter authorities that have been fairly proven correct today, then, you know, that move to, um, to Germany, was going to be, wasn't it? On, on loan is, is not happening. Uh, and of course, Meza Ozil hasn't even been anything. There's been no smoke at all no. about him leaving the club in the last few days of the window. So, mm. You know, now that's out the way, you know, it, do you think it's conceivable, you know, Boyd, Luke, because the window was still open, you know, maybe what do you do with the Ozil situation? Now he is absolutely with you. Do you think there's any, are we going to see him? Do you think now it changes at all? That no, the window's I don't no. think so. And I, and I think, you know, as much as like, I'm a massive Ozil fan, but, you know, I just think we all need to let it go. And just, you think about in a year's time, when there's so many of those players that are that they're trying to get rid of are out of contract, 
and you think hopefully if we can have a good season that's built on the last season, then all those players are going to leave and then it really is going to look positive. Um, you know, I still think Ozil would do a brilliant job in this team, but he ain't going to play. So we just need to let it go. Like he's gone. He's gone off with someone else. Like we have to just <laughs> let it go now. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think, I think it would take like injuries to every single one of our central midfield players. Um, and then, you know, the, then even then resorting to putting a central defender in that position. And it's sad. You know, it's it, really, really sad. But you know, that, that's, yeah. that's what it's become. Yeah. That story that the, the, the full details of that story are yet to come out on there, I think, or at least, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's such a complicated situation, I think. Um, but yeah, I, it would, I would be astonished if he if he came back in any in any way, shape, or form into the team. And and, and, and I agree with you, Luke. I think I think we just have to get over it. Um, I am over it. And um, yeah, yeah. And carry on. What did we think? Let, let's talk about more about yesterday's game, though. Um, again, I mean, it was unbelievably boring for the first half, um, wasn't it? But yeah, like I don't feel like I feel like it was Sheffield United who had a terrible start to the season, hadn't scored yet, had they? I think they were like desperate to get at least a draw from that game and like they were really on it in terms of like their that with the way they were their shape it was like they were absolutely rigid they you know there was a definite very made it very very difficult for us to penetrate um so i was kind of like it was a frustrating but I, i think this has happened quite a lot i feel with this like this is the kind of game you know 18 months ago certainly two three years ago we would have failed to win Mm-hmm. And by hook or by crook, I feel with Arteta, we eke out the, uh, these wins now against this kind of situation. We find a way. In this case, he actually changed the system and everything, which he hasn't really done much. Um, but I, 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 I thought that actually, in the end, you're like, oh, this is this is kind of great that you know, whilst Man United are letting in six, yeah, and exactly. Liverpool are letting in seven, particularly on that day yesterday, yesterday the day of football madness, <laughs> as it shall forever be known. Yeah, Arsenal are like now like the sensible team, the kind well, of he difficult has got to a beat. Solid. He, he's yeah, the got sol- a solid. We're the solid ones, and we've wanted that for so. I've certainly wanted that for so long. It's just like someone coached the defence, you know, yeah. for years under Wenger, then under Emery, and it's like, and he really is doing that. Yeah, like. When you look at Everton, you know, it can, you can be a bit envious and it's like, oh my God, they're creating so many chances. And it's like, why are we not doing that? But, you know, look, if we can be solid and just and get the results going and then, and then build from there, like I'm not getting overexcited. I know a lot of Arsenal fans that are sort of saying, ah, see, I'd say, and you hear the media as well. You know, I was Chris Sutton and, and Robbie Savage saying, you know, they've got them playing, uh, Arteta's got them playing so well and it's very exciting Arsenal. And I'm, I'm still just like, let's, let's, let's see, like, you know, like a still yeah. feel like we're the sixth or seventh best team in the league at the moment. And I think if we finish below someone like Everton, that is pretty criminal. We like, you know, we've, 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 there's a long way to go, but let's build from a solid base. But my theory, I agree with, I, I, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm more, I am getting overexcited. I'm, I'm quite, you know, open about that. Yeah. Yeah. My levels of overexcitement, but a lot of that is based on part on what I think the absolute crapness of Man United and their manager, yeah, to a slightly lesser extent, the potential crapness of Chelsea. Like, che- I think yeah. Chelsea are going to vary wildly, yeah, from game to game, from week to week, from month to month. I just don't. I don't feel like their manager, lovely guy, blah blah blah. But I don't think he's Arteta level. No, nowhere uh, near. Nowhere Inter- near. Nowhere near. He's a FIFA. And man. then you look at, yeah, exactly right. And those results yesterday. I just thought it was, you know, everything, the whole fucking world of football is going, going genuinely insane, apart yeah. from us. 
And that there's something brilliant about that. You know, like you can see why I think what happened yesterday for me, again, shows why Arteta's going goes for this kind of very technical, very, um, you know, set up a setup where everyone knows what they're doing. And it may not be thrilling yet, apart from in, in bursts, you know. So yeah. I think in bursts and on the oh, counter. Yeah. Those two yeah. goals were exceptional. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. But like it could well be that 70% of the time it is fairly dull because mm, we're just keeping mm. things on the low, yeah. we're keeping things steady. Keeping things tight and steady seems to be. And when you look at what happened yesterday, it's like, well, fair enough. Because we yeah. were that team. We were the team that would always let in five, six <laughs> yeah. against the big teams not yeah. so long ago. Yeah. Gosh. Well, that, that's exactly what we were saying before, wasn't it? That it felt like arguably times under Emery going forward, but certainly not going backwards because we didn't look like we were particularly going to, you know, concede for the vast majority um, of the game yesterday. So, yeah, I, I just think, I don't know if I mentioned it on last week's podcast, but I love the way Arteta celebrates at the end of games. He oh, is yeah, proper yeah. giving it the fist pumps. You know, it doesn't matter if it was the FA Cup final or Sheffield United at home. And he's just finding a way to win as many games as possible. And it's an obvious thing to say, but four games into the season, for us to have won three of them, given we had a trip to Anfield, we're in a great position, given what's going on all around us with teams dropping points. And, you know, this season, what you need to come forth might not be the same points total as you're going to need, you know, as from previous seasons. You know, obviously the league might even itself out, but, you know, right now, you look at the squad that we've assembled, party included, and I feel more confident than I would have done sort of at the back end of last season. Just suddenly, the stability that we seem to have now as a club, even the decisive decisions to get rid of Martinez at split fans, to get rid of Guendouzi, to just lose Torreira if he's not the right guy. It just seems like we, you know, we so clearly have a man with a plan who has been decisive and who you now have to say, and I know you asked the question, didn't you, last week to Alan Algaboyd about Arsenal's odds for the top four? Just based on what's happened this weekend, we are pretty much now viewed in the same way as Man United by the bookmakers. It's, it's pretty much even with who's, you know, favourite for that fourth spot. And, you know, long may it continue. Yeah, that's interesting. What did you think, Luke, about that? A lot of the um, the pundits spent a long time going on about the Louise foul, the shirt yeah. tug in the first few minutes. Of well, the game, yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't think it was. I thought the right it was the right decision in the game. But then, like, I'm in an Arsenal podcast uh, in an Arsenal WhatsApp group with Tom Rosenthal and comedian Luke McQueen, and like, they just had a go at me calling my opinion pub opinion. But I was just like, because <laughs> I was just like, that happens in a split second. Like, he barely touches him, and then he was just like, nah. Like, he pulls him back. If he doesn't, then he gets the chance, and he and he and he and you know, and he would have got to the ball before Leno. But for me, it was just like such the tiniest little thing, and that's Louise needs to have an his head in that split second of going don't do anything to grab him and I know me shouldn't do that but I still for me I think it'd be a mad sending off I think it I would I would not have been surprised if I, I, I half expect him to be sent off because really? he definitely did he definitely did grab him as you say it was it wasn't a it wasn't exactly a dangerous for long yeah, grab yeah. he literally just it was a it was a little tug but what mm -hmm. what angered me so I, I wouldn't have been surprised to have been sent off I would have been furious more at him than anything because he definitely mm, mm. it definitely was a stupid thing for him to do to even touch yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the keeper was rushing out, you know. Yeah. The keeper was doing he was doing a good job, Leno, mm -hmm, at that point. Mm -hmm. And also, even if they'd have scored that early on in the game, you know, it's plenty of, anyway. So all that but what really infuriated me was the fact that the uh, the foul on um Aubameyang, yeah, that almost 
badly injured him. You know, yeah. he's, he was hobbling yeah. off at half time. Thank, thankfully, he was fine. That was that was terrible. That was a red card for me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we had the Mane yeah. situation. You know, imagine if, if that had happened, if he'd have been self, we'd gone on to win that game. We'd be fucking top of the league. Anyway. When, yeah, but when you look at, like, the way Martial got sent off yesterday, and yeah. you look at that Mane yeah. oh. situation, oh. you just you just cannot believe it. Like, yeah. that is, a, for me, that's just 100% a red card. Yeah. I know you probably whole... talked about it already, but, you know, I, and I do think the other tackle was way worse than the David Louise thing that they didn't mention at all. I know yeah. Sky have only got coverage of about three and a half minutes in half time, but they just didn't mention they, they didn't mention it at all. They just went all about this David Louise thing, because I tell you what, David Louise, someone said this to me the other day. If David Louise had shorter hair, <laughs> people wouldn't bring it up all the time <laughs> yeah. about him being this clown because he That's isn't. True, He's a brilliant yeah. defender and he actually played really well yesterday, apart from that stupid thing. And like, yeah. and I just think it's like, it's like something happens with it's the same with Ozil. It's like, oh, well, Ozil's been lazy then. It's like they get, they've got something, the media they've got, and it's just their easy go-to thing. Well, and I think the referees, I think if Xhaka, like, you know, if Xhaka had committed that foul, yeah, yeah. the foul on, on oh, yeah, he's players, gone. He, he would have been gone. You yeah. know, if he'd have done that, the elbow, the Mane style, he would yeah, have gone. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think what it, minute it, the game, that, gone. Yeah. It does affect the referees, and because VAR is supposed to be getting rid of all this stuff, and it yeah. just is failing miserably to do yeah. so. But you're right; it was the punditry. Do you know, it was Alan Smith, wasn't it? <laughs> right, I'm going to launch. I'm going to launch a semi attack on Alan Smith. Love him, lovely guy, Arsenal legend. Don't get me wrong; I would never dare say this to his face, and I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. I'd be amazed if he does. But he is a a. He's so boring on Sky. <laughs> he always does Arsenal games, right? He always does Arsenal games. Obviously, he's so, you know exactly what he's going to say, but he never says anything insightful or interesting at all. He's like the anti Gary Neville, you know, completely mm. pointless. Except his 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 views on things like he was completely fine with that tackle on Obama. He was like, yeah, I think it's a book. I don't think he was like, I don't think it's a sending. I was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. He's fair. and he makes an instant decision about things like that a lot, and never ever goes back and thinks about it again. And no one ever picks up on it. And you're like, are you sure that looks really yeah. bad? Studs in full yeah. on foul on our style tackle. Right, and Alan Smith's like shrug, shrugging and doesn't care. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. That's my Alan Smith rant out of the way. Um, we sh- we'll talk more about that game. Um, we'll talk more about... We haven't really got producers to make because um, cause it's a boring international week. But we'll talk to Luke and Josh Moore about Arsenal after this break. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean... I'm more Steve McQueen. Check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at Cooler dot bike or find them on instagram with hashtag cooler king bike cooler dot bike e-bikes that are cool af and we're back from the grape sorry and we're back from the break <laughs> back from the grape up from the grape <laughs> back from the grape yeah <laughs> i'm not drinking um luke so what the, the both the goals were brilliant yesterday. Saka, we have to talk about Saka. Yeah. What a joy. Again, 
Not only what a day, it's picked for the England squad. He's gone off to the, yeah. for the, the England squad today. Scores yeah. an amazing headed goal, like yeah. totally unlikely. He's a tiny little guy. I didn't think he could get the power in that position. I know. I and know. he really did. I've and got a sacker on the back of my shirt, my new Arsenal shirt. Oh, nice. Love it. Nice. Little chilly. Yeah. What I was going to say was the interview. Did you watch the interview on Sky? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, what a delight. Yeah. No, he's just great. He's, you know, and it's so exciting. And he's only like 19. And also we're all forgetting that we've got Martinelli as well. Look, he was in unreal form. And that's why Aubameyang, <laughs> and I defended it so long, but he has to play centre forward because then <laughs> Saka can play on the left. And then when Martinelli, he can play on the left. And then if Saka is covering at left back, uh, you know, with, with defensively, Aubameyang can come across to that left side and be there for that counter-attack like like he does so brilliantly in the FA Cup final, in the semi-final. And it, and it's just like... it. Oh, sorry, I've gone back to another point, but it just makes no, so no, perfect sense that, yeah. he, that, that Aubameyang has to be the striker to help people well, think, like Saka. I see what you're saying, but I think it's more, much more to help incorporate Saka and Pepe. Yeah, you know, yeah. for me, like it makes it easier to incorporate those players if Aubameyang is playing central. And I love Lacazette. I really, and I'm glad he, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, because he will always be an option, won't he? But I think I'll have to. We'll have to live with it. You know, because you'd think after seeing what happened after the game change, literally the game changer of that that move, that shift um, yesterday, that you'd think Arteta would go. Well, I have to give this a go, don't you? Wouldn't you? Like, you know, this formation and let and oh, put Aubameyang so. in the middle. I know, and we'll see. I just wonder what Aubameyang says, because, you know, it feels like him and Arteta are in, you know, in such sort of strong dialogue mm. with each other. I'd be surprised if he's not said, you know, play me through the middle, boss, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I, I would be surprised <laughs> if he hasn't had that conversation at some point, but I don't know, you know. But, I mean, look. I think it, Aubameyang is so happy, as, as you, you you alluded to with your impression yeah, of his laugh. Yeah, yeah, his yeah. constant, constant oh, laugh. No, no, I love it. I love it. It's amazing. I think he's such a positive guy that he almost, like, completely accepts wherever he's picked to play. Yeah, yeah, And, yeah. and also... Is so self-confident. He thinks he can score from wherever he is, course, you know, in, yeah, in, yeah, on the yeah. pitch. And of course, he's proven time and again he can score from yes, that yes. position as well. Uh, but I, I think it's more about the whole the whole team's creativity that's going to be helped by that formation. Josh, did you see the the, the interview um, that I was talking about with Saka? And what contrast between that and about ten minutes earlier, that fucking Harry Maguire, who's the most boring man in the world. Well, even more boring than Alan Smith. Um, Saka was fantastic, wasn't it? Just so likable and charming and natural. Yeah, he did. It was with Laura Woods, wasn't it? Yeah. The, on on the touchline. Yeah, and you even felt in her questioning that she was kind of feeling that he was a really sweet guy. Oh, young... no, he did a sit-down interview first. He did a oh, sit-down. Oh, I didn't, oh, I didn't see, see the sit-down. Oh, yeah, I was talking sorry. about his post-match, which... Uh, no, 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 no. After the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't no, see No, he did a proper sit-down interview. Yeah, in the epic build-up. Um, on, on they had a full hour of build-up. They yeah, they interviewed Harry Maguire. They had kind of a lot of build-up about the Man United game. Yeah. Harry Maguire was literally like watching paint dry, and yeah. then Saka came on in a sit-down interview, and he was so in, he was talking about his parents and what they had to deal with. And they found it cold in this country, and talk about doing his. Uh, he he talked about getting A pluses, A stars. Yeah, no, he smashed his, his exam, his GCSEs, yeah. didn't he? Or yeah, A-levels. and then they referred to that yeah. back in the in the second interview, as you said. Yeah. Did, did he talk about God? He quite likes a mention of God from what I've noticed of him. He mentioned God in the in the yeah. post-match interview, but he didn't mention God in the um, pre-match, funnily oh. enough. Was, I, maybe, yeah. maybe what happened is when he woke up on um, Saturday and read the Saturday Times and saw what Arsene Wenger had to say about God, 
is yeah, he's thought, okay, right. there's something in this. You're and right. he's actually yeah. got quite religious overnight yeah. ahead of the Sheffield United game. I think Could you're right. It. Now, he talked about how though he was asked when he found out that he was picked for England. And he said he was on the plane. It must have been coming back from wherever Thursday's game was. Is that, is that right? I think so. Yeah, for, um, Liverpool. Yeah. yeah, Liverpool. And he got an email. I think he said got a text or email from like a the England, the official England uh, team thing saying you have been, and he read, he kind of said it word for word, like a very formal. You have officially been selected by the English FA to oh, play. Really? Oh, the squad. How he found out? Right, yeah, which was fascinating. Exactly. Didn't get called up from Gary South. Didn't get a call. No, maybe like, maybe they did call him, but he was in, in the middle of the flight and could not answer oh, the phone. Right. So he got this message on his phone, and he and he said, and he, and he was like, and he said he could just kept staring at it and could not move and could not believe it, and so you got this picture of little Saka literally sitting there, and and he said everyone else had got off the plane, and Laka had to like elbow him in the head to tell oh, him to really? get off the fucking plane because he was so mesmerised and thrilled by this news from from England. Yeah. Oh, well, and then did he say? Did he like? Did he then tell Laka what had happened? Or yeah. Did he... Yeah, then he told him, and everyone was like, oh, everyone was like fucking out. Everyone was like, oh, that's so great. Yeah. Oh, I'll have joy. to go and find that. That sounds brilliant. Yeah, have a look. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah you, hopefully you'll find it on Sky. Yeah. Um, so I think we're kind of, we're fairly, go on, Josh. Well, no, I just, you know, not to bring the tone down, but I can't let oh. the, the oh, Gunnasaurus story yeah. go yeah. without saying. Did you, where were you when you heard the news, Boyd? I was, um, I was on, t- I was working this morning and I saw it was, it was on, um, it was Ornstein, wasn't it? I think I, oh, well, that's where I saw it. Ornstein announced, Ornstein announces most things. I'm amazed he didn't get the um, party, yeah, party yeah. story first, which he, but he didn't, but he did get the Gutterosaurus story first. So at least he did for me. Well, I, I, think saw on Paddy, I saw on Paddy Power, so I thought it was a joke. Oh, really? I thought it was oh. like, because you know, they, they're they sort of like a joke account yeah. at times. So I was like, oh, it's just a, jo- a transfer deadline day joke <laughs> that we've sat no dinosaurus. But no, it's, it's no it's joke. True. It's, but then it is, it is awful. Of course it is. And, and, and I didn't realize it was a guy that had worked there for 27 years. And I saw like Ian Wright's tribute to him and, and my good friend Piers Morgan's tribute to him. But like, I'm, I'm surprised. Because also it's sort of, I'm sure when the when the players are uh, when the fans are back, he'll they'll have another job for him. I understand that it's like, well, how long is that going to be? What's the guy going to do for work? Which I completely understand. But like that, we're, the world is in the shit at the moment, you know. Yeah, yeah. Do you know? I just think, think this, it's this sorry, might Josh, be Boyd. You know, when like yeah. in a normal office environment, which I don't have a lot of experience of, admittedly, but like if a colleague leaves, someone else just has to take their work. I'm just wondering if there's someone like in the marketing department who's gone, listen, there's good news. You're not going to lose your job. We'll keep you on. The bad news is that every home match day, this well, is your new outfit. I mean, like, are they Ozil. just giving Ozil the job to someone it. else? Gunnosaurus is going to live on, surely, in someone else. Of course he is. Yeah, Mesut Ozil could do it for a start. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He's not I'm, doing anything I'll else. do it. I'm up uh, for Luke, it. Luke would do it. Luke would, yeah. I mean, but in all seriousness, I, I, I do think you're right. And it is, obviously, it's a kind of surreal story in some ways but there is for me it does sum up a soullessness mm. at the heart of our club i have to say because on the i just think on the same day that yeah. you 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 pay a 45 million right yeah, for play, yeah, and yeah. when you have financial difficulties but i don't don't get me wrong i'm thrilled with buying him absolutely thrilled with buying him we're finding the money from somewhere who knows fuck knows where to buy mm-hmm. this player with a lump sum and at the same time you lay off 
your your legendary multi-decade yeah. mascot. I just think I know I hate the phrase um the optics, the bad optics. It's a horrible kind of like glib, you know, political phrase. But I, yeah. in this case, it's like have some, I don't know, just have some wherewithal. Just they could have just said could have furloughed him. You know, furloughing. Yeah, I know. People seem to think yeah. that furloughing is a thing that only the government can do in their furlough scheme. But companies do it. You, yeah. can, you could, he, could have just said to him quietly, without any fanfare, without the athletic bloody finding out, yeah, oh, you know, yeah. we don't need you, obviously, for the next six months. We'll still pay you. We'll pay you yeah. 80% of your wage or whatever. And we'll yeah. get you back when the crowds are. Instead, this is happening. Like, totally it's, agree. Totally yeah. Agree. I, don't, I don't know his contract with the club. Like, he, he's not a full-time no, employee. Well, but, he's, but he, wherever he is, however it works... To, someone has been told that we're getting sacking him. I mean, that is fucking ridiculous. How much do you reckon Gunnosaurus gets paid? So we've got to get Gunnosaurus on the podcast. Yeah, well, we used to hear from that. We wanted from the what? dino's mouth. Yeah, from the dino's mouth. We wanted to get. We tried to get Jeremy Corbyn. I still want to get Keir Starmer. Big Arsenal fan, Keir Starmer. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Do do a spitting image sketch on that. I thought the Keir Starmer sketch on spitting image was really good, by the way. Yeah, so his, did I. His yeah, boring law, lawyerly talk is incredibly annoying. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, yeah, yeah, the Elton John trying to sex him up yeah. was, uh, yeah, was it's a really good, very, very funny. Sketch. That was really funny. Um, anyway, so yeah, we still need to get Kiss Armor on, but maybe Gunnosaurus is an even more important. Um, request josh yeah no i take the point it's an important one the network will have to be going out looking for for jerry i don't know if he'd want to uh, to talk about it but um i don't know if he signed an nda boyd but surely what? other surely other teams are, are, are dealing with similar situations it's right. just it seems always so public it's with always arsenal. us it's like yeah. if they're laying someone off oh it's yeah. front page news that arsenal like every company is struggling and I'm, obviously I'm loyal to think, oh, we're, we're Arsenal, we're such a classy club and stuff like that. But it's like, you know, every company is struggling at the moment. I know it's hard when you look at how much money we're spending, but every football team is about what's on the pitch. And if they have to make yeah. cuts, then, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not involved in the club, so I don't know. But I just think it's it, Arsenal Twitter just goes mad about absolutely everything, good or bad. Oh, of course, yeah. I think that's football Twitter, though, in general. I no, it is. Yeah, it is football yeah. Twitter, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. fans are very... But yeah, I just follow it's weird, isn't it? Accounts, yeah. But it is, you're right, it's absolutely classic that I haven't heard any story about any other club mascot at all. And yet Gunnosaurus gets the story on him. So obviously Gunnosaurus is a more iconic figure, probably, than most other club yeah. mascots. But still, um, it's still sad. So we've now got a massive gap, haven't we? We've got, like, uh, till the Saturday the 17th, I think. Yeah. When we play City away, so which should we, we'll have a, we'll fit another podcast before then, presumably, Josh. Well, it's very much up to you, but I think such will be the excitement over the party situation that we we may need a week to calm down and uh, and reassess. But yeah, it's a five thirty kickoff on on Sky Sports on the seventeenth. Uh, so, and we've yeah. drawn them in the bloody in the bloody Carabao Cup. Carabao, yeah. of course. in the Carabao. I think we'll beat them in that. I think we'll beat them. Do you? In that. Yeah, yeah, maybe. We should beat him in the league the way they're playing, but like Guerrero's back in training and he likes a goal against yeah. us. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We will, we will. Um, but I think generally we're positive, aren't we? I think, you know, I think. I, I think I'm positive, all the, all the, but I'm, I'm remaining not grounded. Away. I'm remaining yeah. grounded. There's a long way you to go. You are an example to us all. I think in if we could, it, it, we've got these these ten games beginning of the season already. We've already obviously already played four, where there's lots of important fiction in there. We've got you know I think we've got City, Leicester, United in the next three games, and it's like 
you know, look, yeah. get through that and we're still around at the top four and then we've got Villa, so things will get a bit harder with them. Like, <laughs> you know, if we're still around after 10 games, then I might be even more positive. But I just think it's like, let's just, let's just see. It's a hectic time coming up because we've got the Europa and we've got, we basically, you have like two or three games a week pretty much, you right, know, right. as when the Europa arrives. So we've got, got we've Dundalk. Got Vienna. Yeah. Dundalk. Yeah, Dundalk. that's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'd be more excited if we could go. But... I know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Josh? Yeah, no, and uh, and Molde as well, a trip to uh, a trip to Norway as well. Yeah, it's a massive shame. This would have been some really good uh, away trips. Yeah. Even you, Boyd, might have uh, got off your uh, oh your your seat to go to one of My these. Fat ass to go to <laughs> yeah, hundred percent would have gone. No, I mean Dermot would have been thrilled. We would all, all over the Dundalk. Can I just yeah. ask uh, what what's happening with the season tickets? Because uh, we got a load oh, of emails yeah. saying that. Oh, got to get involved. You got to get into the, the and I put every single thing to try and get in that ballot to go to the Sheffield United game. And but now what's yeah, happening? Same. They're, they're well, I have it ignoring it. Oh, go on, Josh. I, Josh's got. Well, I have news. I have it on fairly good authority that just under half of us went into the ballot, which I'm surprised at. I thought it'd be way more, yeah, but apparently nice. just under half entered the ballot. So this whole thing that it was going to be like, you know, um, how many games did they say? One in. One in four, did four, they estimate? Yeah, I think it was one in four. Uh, it's going to be more like one in two. If this ballot does come into play, it's going to be more like, you know, one in two. So um, the club were really shocked, uh, I understand, that the that was um, as limited as it was. And they were also surprised at how many people applied as just a one, you know, because they did give yeah. people the option to go as a four. So that also brings the, the proposed capacity down because the more ones you have, the, the you know, the, the less people they could fit in. So there's a bit of news on on that. But, you know, the club are just doing what they can behind the scenes, along with other Premier League clubs, lobbying, you know, the Premier League as, as uh, sorry, lobbying the government as the Premier League to get fans back in the stadium. But it doesn't look like it's But it does seem very frustrating when you, when you look at Royal Albert Hall is going to have, you know, potentially, I think they're having like 50% and it's a 3,000-seater. And yet they can't get anyone in Premier League grounds like and and uh, not just Premier League. You know, it just seems mad to me that yeah. if look, if there's going to be more lockdowns, all the rest of it, uh, it's probably a different podcast. But it just seems mad to me that we can't they can't do some sort of covid save, even if 10,000 can get into a 60,000 oh, seater. Yeah, it's mystifying. Absolutely it's a real mystifying. it's just gutting. And, you know, no one is getting covid. I said this last week, I think no one is getting covid outdoors. And, you know, first of all, it's all in small enclosed spaces in right, people's yeah, households. Yeah. But, yeah. but the you travel know, boys. The travel yeah, to get to the stadium is going to be. I know. Not everyone can go by uh, by private vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I go I go on public transport as well. But I've I've been using you know I've been using I've had to use the tube every now and then you know and, and you just deal with it don't you you kind of you know I mean I, I yeah you're right it's, it's it's the travel it's the travel is an issue I can see that no, I, even ten thousand fans. Yeah, it's not a podcast about COVID or or, or what's going to happen, but. Look, from from reading most things you read, right, this is heading in a direction of of more restrictions. And mm, I don't yeah. think, how, how are you going to marry up telling people they can go to football, but then they've got to go, you know, they can't have another household coming yeah, to there. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Something like that seems to be coming. And yeah, it does feel like um, much as Arsenal now have just under half of all our, all of us who have paid that deposit you know, uh, it will just sit there. But apparently what was also interesting was, uh, Bob, did, boy, did you leave money in your account? Like, I don't know if you were owed anything back from the... No, I took it back out. <laughs> so apparently 75% or so left it in, which I was shocked about. I took mine definitely out. La- well. Definitely laziness. I don't think... I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what I've done. <laughs> so, like... I think, right. Like I, 
I thought I think it's also our slightly um, clearly our wealthy elitist fan base as well that, that yeah. you know, has enough money has enough well, money they could just leave it in there festering in, in yeah, Arsenal's yeah, bank yeah. account. Yeah, exactly. With no, maybe, no interest whatsoever. Yeah, or maybe maybe people felt that it was the right thing to do in the circumstance, and they're going to use it at some point for the club. So um, why well, we had the whole preposterous thing? It was about four hundred and fifty quid, and I immediately took it out into my bag and I had to put exactly the same amount back in for the registering of the ballot. It was a preposterous situation, yeah. And it still remains. Before we go, I just want to mention um, the other big transfer day news that Theo is going back to Southampton. Yeah, I'm pleased for him. You know, I I feel like, you know, he needs, he's kind of been a sub, isn't he? For Everton, obviously top of the league. Um, Having an amazing season, but it's nice that he'll be. I feel like going back home to Southampton. Yeah, nice yeah, yeah. And I, I think as well, just looking at it from an Arsenal point of view, uh, you know, we're often sort of uh, it's quite negatively spoken about how we don't sell players for enough money, and other teams can always do that. But you look at like the Ox, Owobi, and uh, Theo, and we got you know nearly ninety million for those three players. Like it's good business, really, when yeah, you look yeah. at what they've gone on to do. Yeah, Owe Wobi was good business. Although he is now part of a of a of a of a title of the league squad. <laughs> yeah, go on, Josh. I just have some breaking news of my own. Oh, oh! It concerns Gunnarsaurus and confirmation oh. of the fee to attend the wedding. Do you want to have a guess? Oh no! Well, you is said it... five hundred. Yeah, I was um, wrong. Apparently, apparently it was two fifty. Oh really? Fifty? That's not but bad. That's I wanted to, but to clarify, not as a fee, as a donation, as a donation. To, uh, to the Arsenal Charitable Trust, the Arsenal oh, Family. Oh, okay. He does it for free. Uh, that's nice. Important wow. that I clarify that. So that's, um, you know, that's a bit of news there on Gunnosaurus. And I hope maybe he can just still do that because I'm sure there's loads of Arsenal fans who, if and when we can ever have celebrations with other people again, would love him to be there and be doing a donation. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, we, we, we could go on all night, but we should probably wrap it up and we should probably all turn our attentions to Sky Sports News or, or Twitter more, more yes. pertinently, yes. quicker, to find out when party finally signs, hopefully. Um, Luke, it's been brilliant. Let me, before you go, let me ask you these questions. One, what's been your favourite um, song performance so far in um, uh, Celebrity Karaoke Club on ICU 2 <laughs> So far, uh, Sex on Fire is my favourite uh but uh, there's there's a very there's some very fun stuff coming and it's uh, it's a really if you haven't seen it it's on ITV2 on Wednesdays and Saturdays uh, Saturday uh, it's always a uh, ten till eleven and it's a really fun show and uh, you get to see a lot of celebrities me in inverted commas but in uh, uh, you know getting drunk and singing songs and it's it's a great show. You have got a genuinely great voice, by the way. Oh, I mean, thanks very much. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, oh, I appreciate um, and. That. and and what is the best new impression that we've got to look forward to coming up in Spitting Image? Can you say? Um, I would say, <laughs> do you know what? Like, and I'm not going to do it now because I haven't got the confidence to do it, but I've r- randomly got more confidence to do it for Spitting Image. But I play, <laughs> I play Brad Pitt. And uh, oh. and I never thought I would end up playing Brad Pitt, but they were just like, yeah, can you do it? And I've done it in a few sketches and it's really good fun. And then there's another, I play Greta Thunberg's boyfriend in um, quite a few uh, sketches and that is a really funny character. So, so I'd say, uh, check out, wait for those two. Oh, okay. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I thought the Greta Thunberg one was funny, actually. Yeah, 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 were, yeah, yeah. She's got some face. stuff coming. Yeah. yeah, but she that is a funny character. They've done it in the right way with Greta. Like, people are so worried that they're going to yeah. get it completely wrong with, you know, she suffers from autism, she's a young girl, she's very positive, you know, doing a lot of positive work. Like, we're not going at her in the wrong way, I promise you. No, no, no. 
cool. She's yeah, a celebrity. Yeah, she needs to be mentioned. You can't oh, completely. not mention. Exactly. And you, you also know, can't just have like right wing Tories and yeah, and Trump yeah. and all that. Or you criminals. Have, yeah. You know, like it's <laughs> you know, it's important. Like it's important. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you very much, Luke. It's been a joy. Thank you so ever. much. Uh, thank you, Josh. And we'll be back sometime before the City game, hopefully. Yes. Bye. Bye. Wasn't that a great podcast? Now, if you've got 90 seconds spare in your day, come and listen to ours. It's called What Has He Said Now? and is available wherever you got this podcast. You're going to lose a number of people to the flu. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.